Hello from sunny Smithville, Ohio. My name is Todd Martin, and I'm the pastor at Smithville Mennonite Church. And I am so glad we can spend some time together in God's Word. In today's message, there's a beautiful blessing waiting for you. So let's start with a quick prayer. Oh Lord, help us hear what you have to say to us today. And let there be more of you and less of me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, the title of today's message is Holding On to Hope. We will encounter in the message today possibly one of the most beautiful promises in the book of Jeremiah, perhaps even in the entire Bible. You've likely heard it or seen it before, and it's a supreme comfort when life is strife. God's people were in a bad place called Babylon. They were beaten down and swept away into exile. So God had his man, Jeremiah, write a letter to his fellow Jews who were in exile to help them hold on to hope. Now, our promise for today is this. Just like Jeremiah, I know the best is yet to come. You know, I'd love it if you would just say that prayer to yourself. Let's try it again. Our promise for today, just like Jeremiah, I know the best is yet to come. This is what holding hope is all about. It's knowing the best is yet to come. Do you ever feel beaten down? Do you ever feel swept away by events that are out of your control? Do you ever feel completely out of place? And then do you wonder if any of these feelings will last forever? Friend, I'm going to invite you to open your Bible right now and let's find some hope to hold on to in God's Word. Please turn in your Bibles to Jeremiah 29. And I'm going to read uh, starting with verse 10. Jeremiah 29, starting with verse 10. Now, if you don't have a Bible you can read and understand uh, right there with you, that's okay. I'm going to be reading you the text. But if you would like to have a Bible, please stick around till the end of this broadcast and you'll find out how you can get one. Again, I'm in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 10. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my gracious promise to bring you back to this place. And now here comes the beautiful blessing that many of you probably know. You can even say it along with me. It's Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Now what you need to know, your subpoint from verses 10 and 11, God is a long-term promise keeper. 
God is a long-term promise keeper. Then a question to consider as we move through this text. Is there a promise you are still waiting on? Is there a promise you are still waiting on? Because we need to know God is a long-term promise keeper. Now what most people don't read in this text is verse 10. The verse right before the beautiful promise. We don't want to read that. Why is that? I wonder how many of you enjoy waiting. You always pick the longest line at the checkout. And then you're sad if you beat someone through it. Or you wish the previews would last just a little bit longer at the movies. Or maybe at the airport you are excited to see the TSA line stretch way outside the turnabouts. And a good traffic jam with completely stopped trucks just makes your day. I wonder if there's anybody out there who loves to wait. Now this promise is about as beautiful as it can be in verse 11. But we need to keep it in context. The people of God had to wait for this promise to come true. Why? Because God had something to teach them and their children and their children's children. And that is, the best is yet to come. They had to wait and make no mistake. It would be totally worth the wait. But would they be willing to wait? What do I mean? In our current culture, we wait for nothing. If the page on my computer takes more than like five seconds to load, I I click over to somewhere else. If I get no answer on my phone, I send a text and watch for the reply, which should come in a minute or less, right? But what if God would say, you have to wait on this awesome promise to see hope and a future, the end goal for years, maybe 70 years to be exact. That's what Jeremiah is telling God's people. The best is indeed yet to come, but the coming might be slow. What if the promise will come true, but you won't be around for it? Oh, your kids will. Definitely your grandkids. Ouch. Would we still wait? Would we still keep the faith? Would we still instill in our kids that it's worth the wait for this beautiful promise? This was the challenge of faith God's people had to face. And friends, we do too. Promises can take time to keep. This is where faith in the promise maker is essential. This is a promise that is worth the wait, but will we? Let me ask you this. What are you waiting for? Are you in it for the long haul? Will you and I submit to God's timing, even if it means years of waiting? Oh, friends, it will be worth it. Because on the other side is the prize for patience. And we find that in the next few verses. Listen to what's coming if we hold on to hope. Again, I'm in Jeremiah 29, now verses 12 and 13. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart.
verses 12 and 13, what I hope you catch from those two verses is the search for God will be over. The search for God will be over. And then your question to consider, do you struggle to find him? Right now, do you struggle to find God? Now, one of the greatest struggles of humanity is the search for God. It has been in every age, as it has been in every human heart that is beating and born. There's a hole in your heart that only God can fill. Now, we wander around looking and trying to fill that void with all kinds of stuff, but it's never enough because we're looking for something more. Look hard at the end of verse 13. We call and God will listen and we will find him when we seek him with all our heart. What does that even mean, with all our heart? You know, I lost my keys the other day for probably the 10,000th time. And it was right before I needed to be somewhere on time. I looked around in all the regular places. Then I looked at all my irregular places that I put my keys. Then I actually remembered where I left them. I went there and they were not there. At that point, I transitioned to seeking my keys with all my heart. I cried out to God, where are my keys, O God? I was sweating and running frantically, flicking on every light in the house. Friend, when was the last time you were looking for God like that? Like, we need him now and desperately. When was the last time he was the only solution? When was the last time you cried out to him, hoping with all your heart he would hear you? Now, I believe part of the reason God's people were put into exile in Babylon at that time was to teach them how to seek him with all their hearts, to believe the best is yet to come. You see, they had become cocky and complacent in the promised land. They thought they had God by the tail and could just pull him around. But friends, we need to understand, you don't pull a lion around by its tail. God may have you waiting on a promise because you are not seeking him with all your heart. Now, this is scary stuff that God would have to take this time, that a generation would have to pass before a promise could be realized. This is the long-term promise keeper God is. And we must realize his promises can extend over generations beyond our lives. But in that time, He will teach us to seek him with all our hearts, and we will find him. This is part of the promise too. God will do what he needs to so we can receive the promise, and our seeking him is key. And then the best part will come when we find him. Check out verse 14. I will be found by you. This is verse 14 in chapter 29, the book of of Jeremiah. 
I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. Please get this. This is verse 14. If you didn't write down anything or you don't remember anything else from this message, please remember this. Wherever God takes you, he can bring you back again. Wherever God takes you, he can bring you back again. And then your question to consider, do you ever wonder if God lost you? Do you ever wonder if God lost you? In life, we can often find ourselves in places we never thought we'd be. Have you ever been there? Lying in a hospital bed? Standing in a courtroom? Sitting out on the street? You think, wait a minute, how did I get here? This is not a good place to be. Now, understanding good Jewish theology that Jeremiah holds on to, it is that God is in charge of everything. The good, the bad, the happy, the sad are all under his control. Jeremiah believed that God had sent his people into exile after he allowed them to be conquered, after he had the city almost completely starved out. But holding on to hope, behind it all was this promise that the best is yet to come. So when he says, I will gather you from where I have banished you, Jeremiah knows this is all part of God's plan to make his people into who he wants them to be. And then he will bring them home. Hold on to that hope for just a minute. Even though we get swept away, he will bring us home. In fact, he will do it even today. Do you want to realize this part of the promise? Oh, friends, maybe you just want to close your eyes right now and just listen to these words from Jesus that echo the words of Jeremiah on coming home. From John chapter 14. These are the words of Jesus. Check it out. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you may also be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Then from John 10, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep, I have other sheep that are not of this pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd.
My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. And I and the Father are one. Those are the words of Jesus that I believe echo the words of Jeremiah. Can you believe that? That no matter how far God has let you go, he can always bring you back. Friend, I don't know if you've seen the heart-wrenching images in Afghanistan of people trying to get home. Estimates are that there may still be hundreds of U.S. citizens in there. Now, the U.S. government, with all its power, will try to bring them home. But only God can bring you to your eternal home. And he will. When the time of testing is done, because, you see, the best is yet to come. In Jesus, we can know this promise without delay. You can leave exile of your lost life right now by turning to Jesus, the only one who can truly hold the hope and future in his hands. Will you trust him today? Is there a promise you are still waiting for? Friend, God has not forgotten you. He still has a plan that includes hope and a future for you. Don't doubt that the best is yet to come. Even if you need to wait a long time, God is still in charge of eternity. God can see the long-term benefit of the wait even when we can't. Don't doubt. The best is yet to come. But then, are you struggling to find God right now? Don't stop searching. Keep searching for him with all your heart. Get desperate for him and you will find him. God is always ready for seekers to come to him. Like a person looking for lost keys, Jesus is the only key to peace, and he's waiting for you to seek him. Will you reach out to him today? How can you find him? Where can he be found? Well, in his word, the Bible. Are you in it every day? You can find him in his church. Are you a part of her? You can find him in worship. Are you in worship every week, perhaps even every day? But even more so, you can find him in a relationship with him through his son, Jesus Christ. Do you know him personally? He is waiting right now for you to reach out. Finally, do you think God has lost you? He has misplaced you in a situation that is impossible to redeem. Perhaps you've slipped God's mind and now he can't find you. No way, Jose. No matter how far you are, God can and will bring you back. 
back to where you belong. Friends, this is why Jesus came to fulfill what Jeremiah only dreamed. That we could have hope and a future. That we could seek and find God. And that he would bring us back from wherever we were scattered. Oh, friends, I hope you can believe the best is yet to come. Even today, let us pray. Lord, right now, someone feels like they're in exile too. And they want to come home. Thank you that through Jesus, the wait is over. And we can find hope and a future in him today by beginning our relationship with him. Oh Lord, thank you that you make it as simple as A, B, C to begin a relationship with you. And if that's you right now as we are praying, and you want to begin that relationship, all you need to do is A, admit. Admit you're a sinner and you need a Savior. That your way isn't working. That your way doesn't really have hope and a future. But you desperately want hope and a future. We need to admit that. Then we need to be, believe. Believe that Jesus is all he said he is. That he is the Son of God who came and lived a perfect sin-free life, then died a sacrificial, atoning death for our sins, and then rose from the grave on the third day to show us that eternal life is real. And he invites us into it. And then see, all you need to do is commit. Commit to following him. Commit to seeking him every day and doing what he says to do. If you're making that commitment today, uh, I pray that you would be blessed. Lord, I thank you that you hear us no matter where we are and that you're ready to begin a relationship with us that will give us hope and a future. Lord, we pray this all in your son's strong name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks so much for listening today. And as always, if you'd like to reach out to me, Todd Martin, for prayer, a Bible, or how I finally found my keys, just call 330-669-3601. Or you can Google Smithville Mennonite Church and reach us through our website. I also need you to know that we are coming to the end of our funding for this radio program. So it's very important that if this radio ministry is a blessing to you, that you will let us know. And if you would like to give towards our six-month, $6,500 budget, it will keep these messages coming to you every Sunday on WQKT. Now, I'll be taking pledges through September 26th. And now I'd like to leave you with a delightful song by a guy named Tommy Walker, who's like James Taylor, but better, because he is singing for the Lord. 
Be blessed as you listen, and maybe even sing along. Amen. For I know, for I know the plans, the plans I have, I have for you. For you, say it the Lord, say it the Lord, say it the Lord, say it the Lord. For I know, for I know the plans, the plans I have. the Lord.